0: Bienvenidos, cabrones. The Trial and Error Podcast is not front, but it is back, baby, yes! You can't escape the stupidity of that joke just like you cannot escape my love that I have for all of you consuming this silly-ass content that I'm pumping out into the ether, the likes, the comments, just any kind of engagement. God bless y'all. Thank you so much. And uh, hopefully I can improve your day with this. On tap we have a Pixar tournament. I'm taking all of our beloved movies as children and now adults, and uh, we're gonna pin them up against each other and see who number one is, all based off of my personal bias. But I try to be objective. Kinda, sorta, maybe, sorta, I don't know. But we're gonna enjoy it now, aren't we, Evan Williams? Goddamn right we are. All right, now that we have the righteous intro music out of the way, let's just dive right into it. Per the use, we're going to go to the top left, and I'm going to try something different. I'm, I try to pride myself in guessing the year in which movies are, are released. And I got the Googles up with uh, some decent uh, internets out here in the lunchbox and we'll see what's going on, and take my word for it, I have not checked all these beforehand, there's no script to this, I'm just gonna rattle it off, if I'm wrong, you're gonna see some emotion of being wrong, if I'm right, which I certainly f***ing hope that I am, you're gonna see me just kiss my own ass, so, you know, we always stop at the top left, let's start out at the top right, let's change the game, this is catching me off guard, this is indeed evan williams maybe why not jack daniels because i'm cheap god damn it wait it gets the job done it gets the job done sue me yeah. all right we have monsters inc versus a bug's life and i'll tell you what monsters inc is delightful it has oh billy crystal we got john goodman really solid f-ing movie solid movie solid storyline it's funny they kind of for Neil Degrasse Tyson talk about that as the exact definition of a wormhole, how they're able to get through the doors, go scare kids, get their screams. I would love to be in the writing room of Pixar when they're coming up with all these all these stories, all these hijinks. I love it. And I wanna say that came out. Oh Monsters Inc., when did you come out? 2005. Let's see. Monsters Inc. release. Jesus Christ, I'm way off. 2001, fuck me, way off. But we also have A Bug's Life. Well, that's, you know, I haven't seen Monsters University yet, but there, if there are any beloved sequels, just shove them into whatever's on the bracket. You know, I can't be comparing Toy Story 1, 2, and 3 to just a one-off like A Bug's Life. How short it is, A Bug's Life. That came out in 98. Let's see here, what? A Bug's Life release. I type really goddamn fast. Anybody wants to challenge me to a type-off? Except for Austin, your cousin. She could probably dust my ass in the game of typing. But I want to say I got like... Naughty. Maybe 200 words a minute. Maybe. The staff here... The staff, because they all work for me, these fingers. The staff can get out... I want to say at least 200 words a minute. So, we'll see. If we want to have a type-off, we'll meet out... When the world goes back to normal, we can meet at a brewery. Bring your laptops. I got my MacBook Air, and I will... I might lose, but then again, I will not. So, enough of that, this year. 98, you're goddamn right, 1998. So I'm uh, I'm uh over, uh, let's see, one for two. There it is, math, of yeah. math. But, oh, Bugs Life. Let's see here, Ants, that came out in 1998. You always get those movies that kind of go come out around the same, touching my face, not supposed to be touching my face, I'm supposed to be paranoid about it. Bugs Life. God, god, who the fuck is it? Dave Fulk is Flick, Kevin Spacey's Hopper, I love, Hopper was a great bad guy, cause he knows that if the ants work together, they can tune up all the grasshoppers, and they go, and the- I think Dennis Leary is the ladybug. See, Hayden Panettiere is Dot, she's so young as a little Dot, yes. Dennis Leary is Francis, he's Francis the, uh, the ladybug, the man ladybug at the flea, the circus freaks. Uh, I love the slug. Oh God, what the hell is his name? Heimlich. Joe Ram. Uh, Heimlich. I am a cute little bumblebee. I just love that silly little accent. Richard, kind of know you. Anybody else? Bunch of, bunch of weirdos. Brad Garrett is Dim, aka Ray Romano's brother, and uh, everybody loves Raymond. I don't love Raymond. You know, I kind of like the guy. He's kind of funny. He has an irritating voice. You know, it's an okay cast. Dennis Leary, Flick. Uh, Kevin Spacey is the voice of Hopper. That one, that's really good. Solid goddamn movie. The the downtrodden ants are trying their damnedest. The way of life is totally shuttered once Flick, that idiot. All right, hold on. If you recall in that movie, he comes with this revolutionary uh, new harvesting device in which they have Brr, brr, what, what it's powered by, who the f knows? Maybe the same magic that turns toys alive. But he is cutting down the stalks of, of grain and they are useless from there on out. Instead of letting, the, like, what kind of agricultural background do you have, sir? You're cutting down the very source of the f- food. So not only is, yeah, it's easier to get the food. You can harvest faster. What are you gonna do next year? You're cutting everything down and not letting it to, not allowing it to grow. I'm not an ag guy, but I know that you don't just cut down everything that's producing your food and expect it to come back next year. Unless that Toy Story magic just just produces them up up again. And at the end of that movie, all the naysayers to Flick's innovations suddenly are like, Oh yeah, let's start cutting everything down. Let's see that colony starve without protection from the grasshoppers. What if there was a protection like a battle scene in front where they showed their worth? But grasshoppers are bullies, apparently. And you know, Solomon, I get get a little fired up when I'm thinking about back in 1998, California Adventure's totally uh, reeling because they had a Bugs Life little land out there, which is kind of cool. There's big cups, there's big objects that make you feel miniature. And the best, oh, (laughs) the best blooper, like post scene, like little funny that Pixar did, it's Flick leading a bunch of bugs. This is at the end of Toy Story uh, 2. Like, hey, Flick, where are we going? And like, oh, it's over here, Heimlich. And then Buzz just walks, just chops the leaf, and all the bugs go flying in different directions. Wow. As Buzz and all of them are on their way to, God, Al's Chicken Toy Store or whatever, that barn, the chicken guy. Oh, my god, it's glorious. Uh, But you know what? It's not good enough to beat Monsters, Inc. Lo Ciento, even though I'm not, Monster Inc. is a superior movie. It's a cuter little girl, little boo. Uh, it's it's fantastic. It's fantastic, this Monsters Inc., and it's it's better than Bugs Life. Straight up. It is. Any naysayers? Check yourself, because Bugs Life is good, but it's not great. Monsters Inc. isn't, I mean, it's a little above good. Not quite great. Not not a girl, not quite a woman. You know what I mean. So we're gonna move on, though. We got Finding Nemo versus Brave. Damn, Finding Nemo is like obviously Finding Nemo wins because all right, let, let, let me start talking sh**. Brave. When did it come out? 2011. I, I really don't care too much about this movie nor its redheaded protagonists. Yes, you have red, uh, a huge mass of red, tangled hair. Oh my God, life must be so bad for you, princess. Oh, you shoot a bow and arrow. 2012, sorry, I, I just, 2012 that came out. Hey, no, no, Brave, shame on you. DreamWorks uh, How to Train Your Dragon is a far better story. its it, That's what executing looks like, Brave a redheaded girl whoop-dee-doo we haven't even got to tangled that's a hair story Shit. why even okay tangled red hair i have had enough of it you're the villain you're the bad guy you ginger i don't want you anywhere near i put you in this bracket because you're fodder what i like to do is put up little uh sacrificial lambs against the clear winners brave you were the lamb and you are getting eaten alive by finding nemo you got ellen Generous. you got God, there's other names. I want to say Finding Nemo came out 2004? Let me type it in without looking. Let me get my hand there, see. Finding Nemo. Naughty. God damn it, I knew it was 2003. I'll get it within a couple of years. I feel like I just totally, oh, god damn it. Let's see. Wow. Uh, I I, My heart said 2003, but my brain's like, no, we're logical. We're gonna say... We're gonna say 2004 like an idiot. Idiot. You got Marlon, Alexander Gold as Nemo. It's all about Ellen. It's the Ellen show in movie form, except she's this amazing blue fish. And why that movie is so grape... Grape. Why it's so grape? One word. Escape! That's why it wins in an overall just a more compelling goddamn story. The, the, uh, the, you know, they touch the butt. It's Nemo. Is got the little lucky fin. His little gimp. In the beginning, classic Disney formula. They rip your heart out, and then the rest of it's a little, you know, nice little fuzzy tail. His mom dies. A shark goes in starts eating eggs in the anemone. And Coral, the wife, eaten up. I don't know. I didn't think sharks were that, that keen on eggs, you know what I'm saying? But apparently, apparently they are, and... Yeah, there's so many kids influenced by wanting to get a clownfish and other type of fish dory is. Uh, they just can't take care of them. There's just, they're, they're, I think, animal shelters or whoever, the fish distributors are saying, don't go out and buy these types of fish. They need to be out in the ocean in the reefs and all that. So I'm telling all of you, do not get Dorys or nemos. Let them be. Let him be. think you want to be? like I'm literally in a case right now, like a fish, when I could be walking behind the camera or go living my life on the other side of this wall, but not. I'm stuck in this case for the time being, which isn't so bad, because I'm with all of you guys. Mwah! You're stuck with me too, all four of you listeners. Hadouken! Uh, Willem Dafoe is also, Gil, because they were stuck It lo and behold, they're... Nemo and all of them got stuck in the goddamn... The fish tank with that crazy ass dentist daughter coming in, shaking the freaking bag. They get out, mine, my, mine, my. So many good things about that movie. And hopefully I remember a little more as Finding Nemo takes that first round dub over Brave. I won't even give Brave the time of day, red hair. <laughs> All right, next we have Moana of Matanui versus Tangled. Tangled, okay, the years. This is tough. Tangled, I want to say, 2014? Price is wrong, bitch. 2010, Boo. got off. Way off, I'm failing you guys. Apparently, I'm not as good as I thought I was. But 2010, Failed. hot damn, that was really cool. I like the chameleon sidekick, Pascal, because he's changing colors and all that. And the mom kind of like, truly feels like it really feels like she has affection towards that dollar, but even though it's for nefarious purposes, my boy Chris Roberts really turned me on to that movie. In college, I've never been around uh, young males in their early 20s just foaming at the mouth over, over this Disney movie. It's a great movie, and she's a great brunette. Let me tell you, blonde, all due respect for the blonde, and I love that she hits the main guy, like the, the Prince Charming guy, in the head with the cast iron skillet numerous times, but a really good movie. It's compelling, but Moana, you came out. God damn it, let me get this. Let me get let me just do this one thing right. 2016, Moana. Oh, son of a bitch. You shot me in the ass. Booyah! Right before Thanksgiving, it is Moana, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, the Graphics are amazing. I love when Pixar does that just nice tropical vibe. It's why this movie is ten times better than uh, Lilo and <laughs> oh, This The music is phenomenal the story's great because all the captains all the head honchos the chiefs are too big up they're they're their balls must have shriveled up, and they can't leave the island. They're scared, and the island is slowly dying. The grandma dies, but she's this mana spirit that roams the oceans to help Moana. She's got to find Maui with his big old stick to go save the people. She tries, she fucks up on her first attempt to get the hell off the island, but she keeps trying. She is Moana of Mata Nui. And the, God, that song at the end, this does not define you. Oh, it just, I used to eat, God, what's was it called? Ohana, Hawaiian barbecue all the time. Chicken katsu, fat. double uh, macaroni salad. Jesus, just getting real fat. Getting real fat watching this. What a great movie. That's the hair that I want. That. If She has a lot of hair. Doesn't need to be red or going over her face. Doesn't need to define her. What defines her is her adventurous nomadic spirit that eventually saves the f***ing people because all their ships are stuck in some goddamn cave that everybody's too scared to goddamn go through. Uh, She has bigger balls than her dad. I'll tell you that much. Way bigger balls. She goes out and saves the goddamn day. Not by fighting the beast, but you understand the goddamn fire monster at the end. And it is a just beautiful it's it's mother nature it's mother nature at, at its finest that you see her she's not evil she is objectively misunderstood and that evil d- it does not define her and i know i'm getting real sensitive and gay on you but i'm a sensitive and gay guy and you're gonna get all this this possibly wrong uh intuition from what i gather on the movie but the rock first for the rock singing not a bad not a bad little trek there. Not bad on you, Dwayne. You're welcome. You're welcome. And I like the dancing tattoos and all that. The There's a Mad Max scene in there with all these little coconut people coming up on, the, on their canoe. Good stuff. Good stuff all around. There's a nice little acid trip scene when they go and find this giant crab to get Maui's uh, hook back. Mm. Moana clearly is the wiener. Moana is the winner right here. Who'd you go up against? Tangled. Tangled's not bad, but you went up against an all-star cast. This fucking powerhouse that is Moana. You got the, uh, I'm going to use the R word, the mentally challenged chicken. Why not have the mentally challenged chicken in there? You have a a pig buddy, but God, good stuff. Moana wins, obviously. All right, now we're going to go, ooh. All right. Wreck-It Ralph is by no means a sacrificial lamb, but it is going up against Toy Story. Wreck-It Ralph with John C. Reilly, and oh my God, what's her? Oh, Sarah Silverstein. She's like the little glitch character. (laughs) You wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, would you? Takes off his glasses and hits him. I love it. And they have so many different video game references in there. I mean, of course, Disney owns the world, so they have copyrights to everything. (sighs) How do you <sighs> Wreck-It Ralph, what year you come out? I want to say 2015. I almost spelled Wreck-It with an R, like an idiot. I see you, W, not, I can't hear you, but I see you, you know what I'm saying? Wreck-It Ralph, release. What'd I say? 2015? 2015. 2012, good lord! <laughs> I fail, I suck again. I suck again, but let me get that, uh... Shame. Shame. Let me get that cast. We got our John C. Riley, and then, um... Oh, the crazy old, funny, lesbian lady from 40 Old Virgin, Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch is this badass soldier lady. King Candy is Alan Turdick, a.k.a. Steve the Pirate. Uh, Jack McBride... Ed O'Neill's in it. Good Lord, Mindy, of course. Mindy's in everything. Adam Carolla's in it. Who cares about you? You're not Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> oh, sorry, Jimmy Kimmel. Two Man Race was the Man Show, and Adam. I mean, God bless. Oh, he's a funny guy. Just because he's not in the limelight doesn't mean he's a bad guy or he's not funny. But to me, it does. <laughs> oh, Sarah Silverman. Yeah, it's John C. Riley's movie. What the hell are you doing? John C. Riley makes that movie, and it's a hard. It it gets you. It gets you. It's very endearing. Just because you're a bad guy does not make you bad guy. You know? Everybody's got their, their shit going on. Ralph certainly had his and he wants to prove that he's more than just this bad guy because that's his role. That's what society tells him to be. And then Fix It Felix gets all the bitches, get all that 8-bit pussy because he's fixing everything. He's the good guy. Well, what if we want to break out of our norms and be who we want to be? I guess you gotta go to some extreme lengths and save the world for people to finally find value in you. Thank God Ralph was able to accomplish such a feat, you big footed monster. <sighs> but alas, you went up against Toy Story. 1995, I say with absolute certainty and confidence. Toy Story release date? Please don't be 1994, It'd be 1995. Toy Story 4? No! Oh, there is Toy Story 4. Oh, shit. Toy Story one you f***ing quads oh my god just give me the goddamn date 95 thank you imdb holy i'm just gonna go imdb Ah, 95 where do i begin you start off on the right foot with woody voiced by the immortal tom hanks this is one year after forrest gump and he's just on fire, this Tom Hanks, with a then super famous, I don't wanna say super, excuse me, more prominent Tim Allen, I think was a great voice for Buzz Lightyear. Shout out to Buzz Aldrin, but that's talking about the norm, like toys come to life, that's a great premise. I love when it's a birthday time, all of course the toys are scared. And It's movies like this and cartoons like Doug that I grew up anthropomorphizing everything and freaking out. That's why I hoard things I can't get rid of shit. Clearly I can't get rid of things, so I put them on the wall. And, dear God, I hope I'm still recording. I am. Alright, going back to it. Toy Story 1995. The toys are scared. The army men go out on a nice recon outfit. Uh, recon mission. One gets stepped on by the mom. Geez, Louise! Just go. A good soldier never leaves a man behind. Voice, I believe Robert uh, Lee Harvey Emery, Lee R. Lee Emery, is the sergeant, A.K.A. the sergeant. Like just one of the best, just scenes of all time. That opening of Full Metal Jacket. That guy is an animal. But there's some really good. I I see Don Rickles is in there as Mr. Goddamn Potato Head. Uh, I believe God Ernest is Slinky. There's just Great voice acting, uh, Paul Newman, you got the friend in me. Oh my goodness, what better way to open a movie? It's such a feel good little thing, and then immediately it just starts going haywire. Buzz Lightyear comes out. I remember getting my first Buzz Lightyear, Intergalactic Buzz Lightyear for Christmas. Everybody else got the regular white and green. I got Intergalactic, which mean he was Chrome. And yes, his wings came out and he could shoot little plastic discs out of his back and his little (gasps) forearm, little switch opened up. When he got the original white and green ones, they didn't open. Mine did. And he was chrome and black and badass. Wow. I digress. Get a little excited no and i had woody <laughs> i had a woody doll. i had to complete the ensemble i didn't really play with it i just needed to have them and then one day this is all right another slight digression for anecdotal purposes i had that woody doll in my room forever even into high school and i had this shelf that had all my trophies and little knickknacks and woody was up there and then one day his voice box just started short short circuiting and i just heard these demonic grouse, just going, just would not stop. So I had to climb up, take him down. I just started, like, I started trying to press whatever buttons are there, it just kept going. He was possessed, so I had to just, DIE! (laughs) Beat up my Woody doll, beat my Woody as I do almost every other night. But this time it was a doll, and I just had to put him down, Woody. I'm so sorry I had to just break your voice box, but I knew you would still turned alive wherever you're at now. You're still alive, but your voice box, you done fucked up. You should have shut up. You should have let me sleep. Woke up to bear. Okay. Back on track. Toy Story. Goodness gracious. I should have done a movie recap on this one. It's, it's coming back to me now. Uh, Woody is kind of an asshole, gets buzz in all sorts of trouble just because he's Thinks he is the Buzz Lightyear, and then eventually, like Sid, that crazy bastard next door, who lets who lets their son light off fireworks in the backyard, explosions. No wonder Andy and the crew are moving. And good lord, they fall into the clutches there. What a desperate time. And Woody and Buzz are across the street. They're talking to Potato Head and the rest of the crew. Potato Head is apparently the alpha now that Woody's out of the way, but like they're left there and then there's a cool like realization on Buzz's part like he is just a toy which I don't know it's it's very humbling for him he's not the Buzz Lightyear I (laughs) when they're I know I'm jumping all around but I just love this movie when they're stuck at the gas station underneath that truck and Woody's like you are a Toy! You're not the real Buzz Lightyear. You're an action figure. You are a child's plaything. <coughs> you are a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. Farewell. Oh, yeah, well, good riddance, you loony. I love the back and forth, the chemistry with Tim Allen and Tom Hanks. Good lord. Obviously, when you're this hard over a movie, you're going to move on to the next round. Toy Story? No. Good on you, mate. You have won this one. All right. Next up, we have Frozen. God, let's let me just butcher this one. We're going to the top left now, because in the first round, second round, on the right side, we have Monsters Inc., then Finding Nemo, Moana, and Toy Story. This time, on the top left, we have Frozen versus Big Hero Six. Hero Grande Six. Frozen came out 2013. Come on, 2013. Not Frozen 2, Frozen 1. 2013, let's go! The reason Fro- Frozen wins, by the way, I'm just gonna tell you right now, don't don't get it twisted. Let it go, let it go. Can't hold me back anymore. It is, that song itself, brilliant. Olaf, yeah, he's kind of funny, kind of cool. It, it, not really, he's kind of a, a boner. I'm not really a fan of that actor. I, I don't, it, not he's not a bad guy or anything, I don't know him, I'm just not a fan. Olaf himself, somewhat funny, some comic relief, but I believe uh, Sven, Sven the reindeer, and then I forget the, the hunks name, but the one of the sisters, I, I like that Disney turns the tables on the whole Disney princess falling in love at first sight. Finish each other's sandwiches, I was gonna say that. Uh, do you want to build a snowman? That's really good, really good music. The premise of it, solid like the ice, and the ice queen start, you're you're freaking out because you have these powers and you have no self-control, why do you have to shut yourself in? I guess the writers just wanted you to be this emotionally lucid personality that's just gonna fly off and plunge your own kingdom into a frozen waste and have people freeze and starve to death while you go and wallow in frozen tears. Selfish. Idiot. Selfish, Elsa. Meanwhile, goodness gracious. Um the cast. Come on. Frozen one. Great cast. We got Kristen Bell. I'm a I'm a Kristen Bell. I'm a kristen Bell guy. Uh Ida Menzel is Elsa. Anna, of course. Josh Gad, he's Olaf. And the rest are nobody that I even care about mentioning. Who cares? They're nobodies. It's all about the main cast. Excuse me. But Frozen, solid movie. Didn't see the second one. Didn't need to. Money grab. Money grab Frozen 2, change the name. Still Frozen? I don't know, something. I'm not enticed. There's enticed, not enough to make me go and spend another hour and a half watching your slop. But Frozen, the first one, which should have just been left alone. Amazing, an amazing movie. The music, the story, it all comes together to beat Big Hero 6, which is not a bad movie but it comes up short, like I I can't remember any songs. It's not Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, I'll tell you that much. It's cool that he's, you know, super-powered robot guy. Let's see here, big hero six. That sounds like in a 2011 movie, just something obscure. 2014, even worse. Um, Does the cast have any redeeming qualities? Let me see. Scott Atis, Ryan Potter, Daniel Henry, TJ Miller's in it. Oh my god, he's a funny guy. He's the the quick-witted s**t. No. No, no, no. It just doesn't stand up. Like, it's kind of cool. There's heroes. They have their own take on the Avengers-ish. It's not enough. Not enough to take down Frozen. Sorry, Big Hero 6. You're Frozen in round one because you're a big fat loser, and Frozen is a big fat wiener. Moving on. We have The Incredibles versus Ratatouille. Incredibles is a dope movie. I want to say that came out in 2002. Of course it's 2004, God! 2004, The Incredibles. It had such an old school feel to it, It it's done right. They actually allowed guns in this movie. It's heroes, it's kind of what Tony Stark wanted all along. Show your faces. Let we let us know who you are, and I, I just don't think that'd be the worst thing in the world. People know you're a superhero. That it just kind of gives you celebrity status. You should be paid for your efforts. Go watch the boys if y'all have it. Watch this first, but then go watch the boys. It's a great take on superheroes and what they are, and so what celebrity status is to them. Uh, the family. It, it's like it's such a great retro feel, almost like a James Bond vibe to it, and. Oh my God! It's mosto Holly. Holly Hunter is Samuel Jackson. Oh, honey, where is my super suit? Uh, and she's like, "Oh, we're having dinner, and I got don't give me that devil woman. Uh, we're talking about the greater greater good here. The greater good. This is the greatest good you ever gonna get." Sassy. Uh, what's her name? Honey. Honey. And Craig T. Nelson. I, I, yeah, yeah, whatever. So the. It's just a solid goddamn movie, and I haven't seen the second one. I've heard good things. What I haven't heard good things about is Ratatouille. The year I... Maybe that's 2011. First of all, I hate the name. 2007. What an obscure... It's an odd number. Of course you're hitting, you hit me with an odd number. If I wanna watch something cooking oriented, I'm just gonna watch Man Vs. Food. The original guy was a lot better than the next, Adam Richmond is a lot better than Casey and <laughs> slick back greasy red hair guy who does not win nearly enough or any eating competitions. You're a bum, Casey. Uh, but anyways, Ratatouille, okay, it's a rat that knows how to cook. Um, Patton Oswald is the main voice. No. 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 A hundred times no. Patton Oswald, you're a bum. No me uh, I, I just have nothing to say. Nothing to say about Ratatouille. If I wanted to waste my time, you know, I'd watch the Trial and Error podcast. <laughs> All right, so we're moving on. Incredibles wins, because it's incredible. It's in the name. No music in that though. Might cost them later in the rounds. Wally versus Up. Wally. All right. See, I was in college when that came out. 2009. I want to say Wally. 2008. God bless it. That's okay. I'll take. I'll. I'll take it. 2008. Man, oh man, what a dim and dark foresight that is for the human race. We have not only trashed our beloved planet Earth, we are fat f- floating in space that can't be bothered to get out, out of our seats, out of our red jumpsuits, because we're so used to comfort comfor- comfortability and not challenging ourselves. Or, God, talk about soft times, making soft people, soft men. We- soft women as well, goddamn. we're all in this together, everything in between, we soft, and this shows just what happens when greed and trashing the earth can do, and we just need this one plant, and Wally is just this little sentient robot that's stuck on earth, just compacting garbage, compacting, compacting, and then Eva comes along, and god, what a killer she is, I love her as a robot, she's adorable, and what a great little Little romance that began. I I, maybe platonic, but maybe he was grinding some gears later on. I don't know. I'm sure there's a porno about it somewhere. It's what is that rule C or whatever you can think of. There's probably been a porno made of it. But we're not here for porn. We're here for Wally. I can't recall any music, but the just the overall setting of it and just the portrayal of humans and just how they need to. We need to step this up lest we become the Wally humans floating throughout space just eating and not challenging ourselves and getting fat emotionally, spiritually, and physically until Wally has to save us our own creation. So let's hopefully get a Wally bot waltzing around somewhere. I could use one in the lunchbox. But uh, Wally, solid movie, and he's going up against Up. Up. Sad Up. Squirrel! I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> had to do it. Up, what can I say about up? I can say that it came out. It just least? go on. 2012? Nine. Nine, 2009. All right, up, all right. Old man on adventure with that, that opening sequence. I just stopped. <laughs> I could not f- handle the goddamn guys in his prime. His wife's dragging him all over the place. And he's like, no, I'm not having it. And then the wife's slowly dying. He's like, oh, no, I'm spry and happy, you angry old f**k. And then this fat little boy scout. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking pedophilia is involved at some point where they just become so intimately involved. All these balloons in your house because you can't handle society coming to just build over you. you old ha- Grumpy old hag. You two-foot-nothing old man. Balls sagging on the ground. Um... Uh, no, no voices, no voices are, uh, are, or, or raising any eyebrows. Up. Thumbs down to up. People might like it. I like that you yell squirrel, you got dogs talking. It's not enough. It's not enough to beat Wally. The realness of Wally is, in fact, the winner. Taken home that first round dub is Wally. Just because, up. The name does not. Get my nips hard but what does is inside out versus cars all right talk about a fashion sacrificial lamb none of those up was a sacrificial lamb for goddamn sure you better believe it inside out versus cars okay inside out Woo! 20 20 15. let's see no 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 not at the google search the imdb let's search What's say you? 2015, let's go! Let's go. Alright, why Inside Out is so f***ing brilliant? No, there's not really any music into it. You know, who's the one we like to play? Bing bong, bing bong. No bing bongs, we'll get to him later. But the emotions are the main characters. Yes, there's the girl. Alright, we have Amy Poehler, which I think is ten times funnier than Tina Fey who is dead weight on Amy Poehler, but who's funnier than both of them is Kristen Wiig, but I'm not going there just yet. Phyllis Smith is Sadness. She's a, uh, God, what's her face from The Office? You know, oh man, just just low energy, low energy. We got Richard Kind, whoever that is, bing bong. Oh yeah, the uh, imaginary friend. Louis Black is Anger, very good. Mindy as Disgust, I'm not too big on Mindy. I think she's kind of shoved down her throats, but it's not her fault that people want her. Yeah, it's Mindy, um, and then people I don't know. But oh, hold on, hold on. Where's my guy? Oh my God. Bill Hader. Bill Hader is furious. I love Bill Hader. Bill Hader is the <laughs> probably one of my favorite people off of SNL. Uh, so these characters, these emotions are, it's just brilliant that. When you look at them, their skins kind of blotchy or whatever. They're not completely defined. They're fluid. They're they're ever changing. It's it's happiness. And when you look at happiness, she's all or uh, yellow, kind of with uh, I think a little inspiration from Tinkerbell. She's yellow with a green outfit, but her hair is all blue, which is all sadness. And I like that happiness and happiness is trying her damnedest to keep the girl, which her what is her name? Uh, Riley. Riley trying to keep Riley as happy as possible, even though they moved from Minnesota to San Francisco. And when they're coming out of the tunnel, what a misinterpretation. That is totally f-ed up. When you're going out of the Robin Williams tunnel, you are sloping to the left. There's no tunnel that has you going around the mountain to the right. Get your straight, Pixar. You're across the goddamn Bay in Oakland or Emeryville, whatever, you're, you're filling heads with, young heads with lies. And I can't have that. So hopefully these young heads are watching their computers or listening to the iTunes. I'm telling you right now, that's false. But anyways, Riley's going through some major changes, some real life shit, going to a new school. It's a little girl experiencing new things. And it's the emotional fallout of what happens when happiness is desperately trying to sabotage sadness. Like, get the fuck out of here. You can't be here. You can't feel it. All of her core memories are these little crystal balls I'd say handheld for the emotions, but they're all happy, which is, you know, I was lucky enough to have a bunch of happy memories growing up. And as the story goes on, and there's no fear or happiness left to to run the controls of of Riley, starts going haywire. Like the core, like what makes her her, starts collapsing. And then towards the end, yes, you have to get rid of Bing Bong, and some epic happiness has to escape from this a uh, pit of despair and Bing Bong lets himself go because that like happiness, like I guess you have to let go of the past sometimes in order to be happy moving forward. And also, a core memory of her going through all this shit is sadness. It's absolute sadness and you get this spiral, this awesome spiral, me- like core memory that comes out that is a, a yellow blue color. It's a nice, like when you think of marbles, it looks like that, it's a yellowish blue. And that is so profound. I, I thought that uh, that means a lot because I've been through a lot of shit in my life and it's like you can't have happiness without the sadness. And what this movie does, I think in a brilliant fashion is showing kids it's okay to be sad. It's okay to experience things that make you angry, that, that you are afraid of, that you are sad about because you you can't just have all happiness. Otherwise, you wouldn't know what all these other emotions are. You can't have all these other emotions. You can't have happiness without knowing what the f*** sadness feels like or is. You have to endure that shit. And I, I think participation awards are a shit way to just make sure everybody's happy all the time. Know what a goddamn loss is like. You got to feel that hurt so you try and strive to not feel that anymore. But it's okay if you do. Just don't get used to it. It, it's just a part of life, which is, like this movie is just very real and I resonate wholeheartedly with it because some of my darkest times also help me appreciate the good times. Which, you know, unfortunately right now I don't have any guests except for Handless Master Chief over there. Wow. It's, it's a bummer not having guests for the time being, but when I do, like when I have Captain Calvert on again, it's gonna be f-ing tremendous. It's not like life's, you know, awful right I mean that could speak only for me but when I'm able to have guests on and just ball out have drinks smokes laughs that's that's what I do the podcast for it's yeah it's kind of fun doing it by myself but let's be honest it's night it, you don't want to listen to me all the time and to have other friends on uh you got your Justin Contreras multiple time your Nick Hayes whoever it is it's nice to be able to sit down and talk with people, and that, that's what my primary focus of, of this podcast is. Just get together, f-ing friends, have some drinks, have some fun, have a conversation, and then spread it out to the ether, saying silly things. Oh, Jesus. Anyways, Inside Out versus Cars. Cars, okay. I'm gonna just pause for a second for to allow, uh, like, DECA Owen Wilson wow sound effect. Wow, 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 wow. Wow. Very good. Alright, so that's enough Owen Wilson wows. Wow. Cars is most dope because I always thought, since seeing those goddamn Chevron commercials, that headlights are indeed eyes for your car. The grill's the mouth. And more anthropomorphizing everything. And it's a dope movie, like all three are actually pretty good. Dude, airplanes. <sighs> Cars might be one of the most fun rides ever at California Adventures. It went on it once and we won. We beat the shit out of that car next to us because they were losers. No. Uh, can't speak too much into it. It's just kind of checking your pride. If you ain't the best, see who is the best. Do what you gotta do to come up big time. Come up with a dub. Cars, you tried real hard. Oh, what year did Cars come out? 2011. I, I've been dancing around 2011. I feel like I got a good, got a good sense for this one. Maybe, maybe, maybe. 2006. Jesus Christ, I'm horrible. 2006, Cars came out. But whatever. I love you, Owen Wilson. Uh, the cars that ate Paris in 1974 bizarre let's see here owen wilson paul newman bonnie hunt larry the cable guy is mater uh yeah i'm kind of over you larry the cable guy george carlin's in it what oh, george carlin rest in peace my brother and cheech marin ah tony Schler, it's a decent cast but it's not enough to beat. it's not enough to beat inside out the story's too good the characters are too riveting and it's just far too deep it's the deep end and cars stay parked in round one bros because you're not gonna have to move forward you're stalled out in this tournament all right let's go up to the top right we got monsters inc versus finding nemo <sighs> speeding around a little bit monster Inc. is really good it's a solid movie boo is so cute it's adorable welcome to the himalayas that's that's good. Solely, uh, I'm just trying to ramble on to maybe make this more exciting, but there's no world that we live in that Monsters, Inc. is better than finding Nemo. There's no way that Monsters, Inc. is better than finding Nemo. Nemo is too goddamn good. He escapes the treachery that is the fish tank. He's lost by himself a little bit, and then his dad finds him. They gotta save Dory. Finding Dory was really good too. Let me tell you, Idris Elba's in that. He's one of those little uh, sea lions. Bill Hader's in that. He's one of those. Mm. Speaking whale. Uh, all right, Finding Nemo did kind of scare the shit out of me out today after they come out of the EAC. The name, dude. Mr. Turtle is my father. The name's Crush. Crush totally shows Marlin that it's okay to let your kids fuck up because little Squirt just pops out, like they're, they're playing around, and he pops out of the stream that is the EAC. And Marlon's like, "Well, we gotta go save him. Crush's like, whoa, dude, see how little squirrel handles himself solo. You gotta let, as a non-parent, I've had dogs, you gotta let your kids up. And that is a prime example of letting a kid do some trial and error. And then you learn from that and did you see, dad, did you see, he came right back in and now he knows he can do it. Lordy, I like that. So much more, it's so much more compelling. Finding Nemo is the winner. Obviously, Finding Nemo's the winner. A little harder, this next one is Moana versus Toy Story. Moana is so good as I sucked it off a little bit earlier. When Woody and Buzz finally bitch Sid. We know what you're like, Sid, and we toys can see everything, so play nice. And he comes alive to freak out Sid. Sid, your Pop-Tarts are ready! If you're not a brown sugar cinnamon Pop-Tart person, just stop watching. But I I assume that's what, you know, Sid's probably a blueberry guy or some other obscure flavored kid because he's just a wild man. Uh, The freakishly made mutant toys turn out being badasses and they all help in the escape efforts of Woody and Buzz. And that truck chase scene at the end and they're on that, uh, God, the RC car, RC, and it's just this, this RC children's toy can go over 40 miles an hour just off of electricity. And then the big one is strapped onto uh. Buzz is back. And they just, not that, just that, that anxiety I felt when I was little, is was like, oh my God, how in the hell are they gonna survive all this? There's so much that go into it that, oh my God, the claw. I'm just remembering all these fond little memories in a very jumbled and incoherent fashion, but it's okay. It's okay. I've come to terms with the fact that Toy Story has to be the winner here because it is the first of all of these. It is the groundbreaker, the, the fucking room shaker. There wouldn't be a Pixar without Toy Story. There wouldn't be this revolution of 3D animated movies if it weren't for Toy Story. Breaking the mold, changing the game. Yes, we get traditionally animated movies and all these other Pixar... Pixar just as a whole. All these movies that I've listed off are winners in their own right, but just some are winnier than others. Uh, do you want me to barbecue any hot dogs? Ah, uh, sorry, my... Oh, I gotta text back my mother. Uh, just one for face. Whoop. Thank you, mother. Anyways. They can probably hear me yelling from outside, from inside. Um... Yeah, Toy Story, it's it's the pioneer. It is the Sacagawea, it is the Lewis, it is the Clark, it is the winner of this round. I'm sorry, Moana is a great movie. If it was going up against, say, Finding Nemo, I think Moana wins. If it goes up against Frozen or Inside Out, I think Moana might, might take him. It's that dope of a movie. It just happens to go up against Toy Story. Sorry, I just had to, you know, it's just the way the cookie crumbles. All due respect to Moana, though, dope f***ing movie, amazing characters, great music, has everything that you need, but it's not that OG. I realize that, I said it before, that classics don't mean you're the best, but in this case, when you of the mid-90s, in that just heyday of just amazing movies, Toy Story stands alone. It is the motherfucking pioneer. All right, so now we got Frozen versus Inside Out. Oh, we got it, no, 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 hold on, oh, I just spoiled it. Okay, Frozen versus The Incredibles. Frozen wins, like, it's, the music was the X factor there. Incredibles is great, but the Frozen factor, I totally just spoiled it, but it's okay, probably save some time. Yeah, Frozen wins, Incredibles great, Incredibles great, it's just, doesn't have that, uh, there's some it factor that just makes your heart like stand still, like that, 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 get over here, heart ripping out maneuver that Disney usually does. Incredibles has a little bit of that. Maybe the the main character, the main bad guy, doesn't instill that fear because he's just kind of this dweeby little bitch with red hair. Uh, it's just not enough. Frozen. You think the sisters die? It gets really like. I want my heartstrings tugged on. As much as we don't like to admit it, we want our heartstrings fing yanked and pulled and then loosened up a little bit when we leave the theater. Uh, then we got Wally versus Inside Out. Wally is solid, and for all the aforementioned reasons. But as I rambled on about Inside Out and how it's just such a great inside look and psychologically accurate, apparently, uh, apparently, according to Gone Yeezy, this <coughs> homegirl is a behavioral psychologist, and uh, just the way that that movie's constructed, it's just brilliant. It's taking the Immensely complex uh, themes of psychology and rendering them in a child's movie and done in such a simple way to make to simplify that to simplify things such as psychology into a uh <laughs> into a kid's movie is how the f- is that possible but they pulled it off it's like all right the emotions are just gonna run this like this zord kind of action for the kid. Like every movement there is it, and it's just Inside Out wins. Inside Out wins. I'm sorry Wally, but use a robot and you have no emotions. Well, apparently you do in that movie, but not enough because there's more emotions in Inside Out. All right, now we got Finding Nemo, <laughs> Nemoy. Finding Nemo versus Toy Story. Nemo's great. Nemo, the the sharks, are the fish are friends, not food. The sharks, the there is the heart tugging in there. It's good. It's a solid goddamn movie. It's like it's one of those that goes down as one of your favorites for sure. But my first favorite is Toy Story. Be just it's Toy Story! Toy Story beats Finding Nemo. Why? A little older, they made do with the animation in a limited budget. Um It's just When I was growing up, 95, like, toys were the s***. You have G.I. Joe's, you have action figures, and then you tried so hard to anthropomorphize them and give them life as you're playing as a kid, and then to see them really come to life in movie form, you're like, this is what I imagine. And now the adults get to see it, that everybody gets to see what I see, feel what I feel when I'm playing with these toys. And (laughs) it's just something, because everybody can remember being a kid. Everybody can remember their favorite toys, they all come to life because of us, because of Andy. The toys are alive, but they're never more alive than when Andy's playing with them. To be alive is to fulfill your purpose, and that's to serve Andy. A little, God, one, maybe I'll get an Andy tattoo under my foot. Or not. That'd be kind of weird. But for those super fans, I'm about it. So Toy Story makes it to the finales. We got Frozen versus Inside Out. I'll spare the explanation. Inside Out wins, Inside Out over Frozen. Yes, Frozen has amazing music. It is tremendous, but Inside Out, it's just like I said, it's just, let me save these explanations because we have this main bout, baby. We got Toy Story versus Inside Out. It is a more recent movie, just shows the brilliance that is storytelling. I wholeheartedly believe that the greatest music has already been written. In this case, Inside Out shows that storytelling has in fact increased, has gotten better, has gotten more compelling. Like storytelling is on fire. Think of any show you you watch or consume or books, comics, old stories, toy story. It's just mm, so goddamn good, Inside Out. The girl's about to leave and have no happiness like left in her life when darkness consumes the controls and there's nothing left until sadness saves the day like you gotta feel what you gotta feel otherwise there's nothing left there's it's ultimate depression where there's just an empty vessel a shout out to my old roommate Tim who was a psychology major and I always thought the depression was you're feeling sad all day you're bummed out it's just a gloom but he said in fact depression is an absence of emotion where there is nothing that gets you off anymore There's nothing that you look forward to what you what music you list used to listen to or we or things you used to like uh, They no longer bring you pleasure. There's no sadness. There's no happiness There's just nothingness and that's what was happening to this girl Riley. She's a little girl and she's life feeling with this utter darkness Girl, you is a white girl living in San Francisco in this dope-ass apartment. Your daddy is stacked. He's got a big old mustache. There's happiness abound, but that's not to say you can't feel happiness, but at the same time, she was going through some shit and like, it's real when, uh, I feel like as an adult, I could look back at that and be like, damn, like that's some really, really, really emotion. Or lack thereof. It's all a combination of things they did such a great job with. And then even at the end, when they're going into different people's heads and uh, depicting their emotions, there's the bus driver just, he's like scum, he's just so angry. And there's like five different angers there. That's all his emotions ever are. And they're all just catching on fire. Uh, When Riley talks to one of the boys on the hockey team, it goes inside her head and there's just alarms going off. Girl, girl, it's... uh, I just want to know what those emotions are going through, say when Riley's older, say she's 22 and getting poked or something like that. I know I'm going way off the rails here, but I wonder what those emotions are going through. Oh my God, we're freaking out, Ah! That would be, that'd be intriguing. Inside Out could go to some really interesting and dark places, but for now I think it's just safe if we leave it as uh, innocent as possible. A toy story. Oh, Toy Story! <sighs> to feel alive with the kid that chooses you to fulfill your purpose, and then Buzz was left without purpose. He thought that his life was about being the Space Ranger, the story that you told you are what you are, and then even when you find out that you're not exactly that story, you can you can rally. Even if he lost his arm, crazy, but those monsters put it back on. There's still a there's still a purpose there for you, even though life doesn't turn out exactly what what it means to be or what you think it is. You got your boy Woody there giving you a pep talk, like you are a Buzz Lightyear, you are a cool toy. As a matter of fact, you're too cool. What would a, what would Andy ever want to do with me, this old school toy? And that's just like that again. So I go, it's just the storylines, the emotions that these toys, these inanimate objects have. Excuse me. Amazing, compelling, delightful. And then they have to race back and get onto the truck. <laughs> and Slinky tries to help out. Like the the race car is running out of juice. And they end up slowing down. And all those... those uh, Woody gets onto the truck and he kicks off the RC car. Those toys Shanghai him, throw him off the truck because they're dicks. Mr. Potato is really pissing me off. And then eventually... Uh, Woody bends over Buzz's head and lights the fuse on. I just let a rocket, rockets explode! <laughs> they're firing off with the big, oh, of the, the zing how. They fire forward and then they, they're holding onto RC and Buzz lets him go and then Mr. Potato's just sitting there. He gets fucked up. Bam, I loved it. And then they're going up and up and up and up they're going so far up the skies, like this is the part where we blow up not today buzz hits the fucking red button for his wings to come out cuts the, the ah! duct tape and which binds them to this rocket and it goes up and splats <sighs> and then woody and buzz are flying this is why indeed i'm getting choked up just thinking about it toy story fucking wins because they are not flying there, falling with style in that iconic image of Buzz holding Woody, flying to infinity and beyond, yes! And then they go and fly down, they curve up and land right on Andy's lap, AKA the championship seat, the number one spot of the Tournament of Goats for Pixar Animation. That is my personal bias, yes, but I think objectively you can agree that toy story belongs at number one because it was the first to come out and it kicked down the door for all these other amazing pixar movies that come out as well inside out like honorable mentioned inside out as i've stated before an amazing movie but toy story i just say has to take it other than that i am i lament moana getting booted in the second round Moana, don't get it twisted, one of the best movies that Pixar's ever come out with and Dwayne Johnson well worth the f***ing uh, Price tag, I'll tell you that much, but yeah, that's it. It's the tournament of goats. I am enjoying doing these tournaments I might even do some top 10 list with let's see ps2 games ps3 games ps4 games uh, All sorts of video games I already did in 64, but um, to prevent any more rambling, I'd like to thank you all for listening to this shit, and I, you know, if I upset you, so be it, comment a little more, maybe you could have swayed me on this I, no, there was no swaying me, Toy Story was gonna win even before I made these brackets, Toy Story is the number one, and, god, I'd be down to watch it again, absolutely, it's nostalgic, it's delightful, delicious, and it just the sequels are great haven't seen four but uh, it's just hard to hard to lose with with this premise and uh, i don't know they just proved they can go four for four even though I, I see sequels as a money grab get that money toy Story. you're number one in my heart baby all right you guys thanks for listening and until next time you lose good day sir